Welcome back to another episode of She Mentors. My name is Ali Adi and today we're going to be looking at how we can take our in-person events online. Many of us are having to pivot our businesses at the moment and lots of women in the She Mentors membership have reached out to me for tips on using Zoom to host online events. Um, I use Zoom all the time for many of our virtual masterclasses and online catch-ups for She Mentors. So these members, they all have captive audiences, but they're reluctant to move online in some ways because they have a fear of using a new technology and they worry that it won't be the same as an in-person event. And so they've asked me for a few tips on how to create an engaging sort of non-awkward <laughs> uh, Zoom event. Um, and this is exactly the time to do this, to host an online event. You know, don't just cancel your in-person events because while we're all stuck at home, we're feeling isolated and we're actually missing those in-person connections more than ever. So this is the perfect time to start thinking about ways you can adapt your business and actually turn the situation into a positive. So I'm going to share some tips on how I use Zoom to create fun, engaging, non-awkward events. So let's dive straight in. Okay, so let's have a look at the benefits of hosting an online event before we jump into the tips. Okay, so the first one, and I love this, is that capacity is not an issue for online events. You can easily host 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people online. And I don't know many venues that could host 1,000 people on a small business budget. So at She Mentors, we always have a very small budget. Um, when we host in-person events in Melbourne, we actually have to limit it at 100 people. And that's purely because we don't have enough chairs for everyone to sit on. So we would have to cap our ticket sales at 100. And just bear in mind that we have over um, 1,700 women in the meetup group. So there's a huge amount of people that miss out on our events. We always have a wait list. Um, we do have a video recording available for members, but you know there's untapped potential there. And that's always bothered me. Um, but being a small business owner, I can't afford to hire a huge conference hall. So capacity isn't an issue for online events. This is one of the benefits of that. It can be as small as you want. It can be as large as you want. Second thing I love is that you can automatically record your events at no extra cost. So again, with our in-person events, we would always hire a videographer to film the whole event and put it into a beautiful package and then we would put that inside the members club. Um, this is great marketing collateral and if you're not already filming your events because of the cost of it, Zoom offers an automatic recording option. And I absolutely love that. You can circulate this with people who miss the event. You can use it to generate email signups. Um, so this is a real perk. The next benefit is cost. So it's much cheaper to host an online event than an in-person one. Events are really expensive to run. Um, so for She Mentors events, uh, just to kind of give you an idea, so we buy lots and lots of wine <laughs> because our members drink it all. Like we very rarely come home with bottles. Sometimes we actually see members like taking bottles and spare bottles of wine with them and they're half open and having a ball of a time. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. You know who you are. Um, we buy sushi platters, popcorn. We hire wine glasses, you know, 100 wine glasses. Uh, we have to buy alcohol licenses. There are venue costs. There are photographers. There are videographers. There are staff. Uh, it 
is extremely expensive and um, we don't ever make any money from those events but they are purely for um, getting all of our members and the women in business in Melbourne together to have a glass of wine to listen to incredible speakers so with an online event you know you can get those people together um, but without those costs which can cripple a small business um, and Zoom has a few plans that cater to different budgets and requirements. So I think I pay around 20 bucks for 100 participants. And then the next plan is, I think, $27. I think it goes up. But it's super, super affordable for a small business who are looking to kind of scale online events. Okay, so a few tips around hosting a Zoom event. You can either choose to host a meeting or a webinar. Now, the difference is meetings are designed to be collaborative. So all participants are able to share their screen, turn on their video, set their audio and uh, see who else is attending. Webinars, on the other hand, are designed so that only the host and any designated panellists can share their video, audio and screen. And the attendees are just view only. So I use meetings for my events um, and that's because they are so interactive and that's exactly what we want to try and create. So for the events that I run, and particularly those for uh, those of you who are trying to translate in-person events online, then I would definitely recommend meetings as the option that you go for, um, and they allow up to 100 attendees. Biggest tip I can give you, <laughs> if you've never used Zoom, is to host a test event. Host a test meeting, invite some friends, invite your partner, to join you online so you can just get used to the technology. Because one thing that we find that holds us back is the fear of technology. It's like, oh God, what if something goes wrong? What if it doesn't record, etc. Um, so don't let that hold you back. Host a test meeting. Check that the sound is good, that you can hear yourself. And there are lots of tests that you can do. Make sure that you are in a quiet room, that you have solid internet connection. Check your lighting, make sure it's nice and bright, there aren't any distractions on your screen. When you're setting up your meeting, you could decide whether to automatically record the meeting in the cloud or on your computer. It's really up to you as to what you want. I prefer to always record in the cloud. I actually have limited space on my computer, so I always like to, because <laughs> I don't delete things, by the way. That's why my partner always gets cross. And the great thing about Zoom is that it records... Um, the video replay, and it also records the audio separately. So if you want to turn that audio into a podcast, like I'm recording right now, then you can. So that's a really handy little tip. So yeah, so check your audio sounds good, that the room is nice and bright, that you're wearing headphones, that the sound is good, there are no distractions, and it's a lovely environment for your attendees. Okay, so let's get into some tips for hosting an online event. So number one, set clear guidelines and expectations. So before the event even starts, send out an email to attendees addressing those common questions. So things like the agenda, you know, what time are you going to kick off? Do you have a speaker? Is there going to be a Q&A session? Will it be interactive? Uh, what do you need people to bring with them? You know, what should they wear? For She Mentors events, we're pretty informal and we always say BYO, wine or coffee or tea, um, and wear whatever you're comfortable in. We're not corporate. We don't have any expectations there. Um, I remember when I was pregnant, actually, I hosted a masterclass where above I looked normal, like I had a T-shirt on and I'd done my hair. 
Um, and below, I had my pajama bottoms on, which was the only things that would go over my baby bump. Um, and nobody knew except my team, um, which was, you know, another perk of hosting it online, I guess. <laughs> um, and I do feel like there's going to be a lot of pajama slash active wear um, going on at these kind of uh, online events and catch-ups. So, um, yeah, a great perk of having it online. Um, I always like attendees to have their videos turned on so we can see them. And that's something I communicate quite a lot in the lead-up to the event and when we're welcoming them as well. And again, this is because... You know, the key to having a non-awkward event really is to be able to see people's faces. It means people are in the room and they feel present too. Uh, but that is a fear that we have to overcome. So in your comms, um, set out the guidelines and expectations for them um, and just remind people that this is um, a safe space, that you are a friendly, um, welcoming community and there is absolutely no reason to worry about turning your video on. I would also use this as an opportunity to troubleshoot any technical issues they might have accessing the event. So you might want to advise them to download the Zoom app onto their mobile phone or access the event from their browser if they're on desktop. Second thing is, it's always good to invite a speaker. If you're having an event or a conference, you know, a draw card is a good speaker. Uh, it gives the meeting a purpose and for anyone that's feeling a little bit nervous about networking, online and showing up to you know an online event it's a reason for them to join so i highly recommend setting a theme strong theme or inviting a speaker to give it a little bit of structure these are the kind of things that will draw people in and you do need a hook you do need a hook there are lots of people doing online events and virtual catch-ups now um, so try and get very clear on the objective and reasons to people joining number three uh, you can create a waiting room to manage participants. Now, the reason I've put this in here is because um, there will be times when you're hosting online events where you'll have technical issues. <laughs> this has happened to me a couple of times. One time, my team and I were on the call before everybody joined us for an online masterclass, and we just had issues with our sound echoing. And it turned out to just be one of us uh, who had an issue with their sound, and it was affecting the whole masterclass. So we were kind of in the background. We always meet a half hour beforehand, but it took us over half an hour to rectify the problem, which meant we were, we were solving this in the background. The good thing about having a waiting room is that none of our attendees could see the mayhem <laughs> that was going on behind closed doors. So they were all waiting for us to start the masterclass. Uh, so when we were ready to you know, go live, we could invite everyone in. So that's a, quite a big tip, you know. You want to have some control, some quiet time before everyone arrives. Number four, it's a good idea to mute participants on entry. So I've had before people joining and uh, they've joined from their car, for example, <laughs> and I can hear like, you know, cars speeding past them and or they're in a loud co-working space and there's lots of background noise. This is fine if it's just you and the other person on the call. But if there's like 20, 30, 50 people on a call, you can imagine that that would become almost unbearable. So the settings in Zoom will allow you to mute the participants on entry. So highly recommend it for events and conferences of more than, you know, five people. That doesn't mean that they stay muted. You have complete control of whether you unmute them. You know, if you want to invite a Q&A session at the end, you can individually unmute the attendees 
who's who's talking or you can invite someone to ask a question. There's also a really handy functionality in Zoom where you can get participants to raise a virtual hand and you'll see that when you're playing around with Zoom but that's a really nice way of getting people to uh, tell you that they want to say something or ask a question without interrupting the person speaking. So to get good quality audio, meet participants on entry and that will save you uh, lots of headache <laughs> when the meeting starts. Number five, um, greet people as they enter and encourage them to switch their video on. So you know how I said before about setting the expectation. The expectation of She Mentors events is that it's informal and friendly and warm and inviting and we don't want people to rock up and feel like, oh, you know, I, I feel a bit anxious about, you know, switching my video on. So when they enter the meeting or the event, you can actually see, oh, Jane Taylor has just entered this meeting. Ali has just joined. So it's a really nice idea to call out and say, hey, Jane, thanks for coming. Lovely to see you. If you have any questions, please drop them in the comments. Give me a little wave if you can see me and hear me. If they don't have their video on, now's a good chance to kind of connect with them and say, oh, Jane, we would love to see your lovely face. If you want to put your video on, we would love to see you. No pressure, of course, but if you would, that would help us because we're trying to create this sort of intimate environment where we can all see each other like an in-person event. So although it is scary for some people to put their video on, the more they get used to it, the easier this will become. And in a climate like today, right now, when people are having to move online, this will become easier. This won't become a problem in the next sort of few months to years, you know, we'll, we'll look back and laugh about being scared of putting our videos on. So try and do that as they come in. Some people will, some people won't. That's fine. But try and encourage it as much as you can. Tip number six, um, use the live chat feature. So I did mention this before. There is a chat functionality in Zoom and it's really great for engaging people in the conversation. So when you're presenting, if you have a host who's presenting a session on, for example, we've got a session coming up on, on how to boost your visibility. So if the host is talking about you know, ways to increase or boost your confidence, she could say, does anyone agree with that? Drop a yes or a no in the comment. And people can literally respond to her via the comments instead of interrupting her with audio. Or it could be, um, do you agree with that? Agree, disagree, drop a comment and let me know. And then as they're doing that, you know, this is a really nice opportunity to sort of pause and take a look at the comments and say, Jane, thanks so much, love that comment. Yes, I agree with you, we should be uh, putting ourselves forward more, but we don't because we're held back by confidence issues. Yes, you know, calling out their names, letting them feel acknowledged, giving them a voice. This is a really lovely interactive way to get people on board with your um, event or conference. I find that with our She Mentors members, everyone is um, super engaged, really keen to contribute, and the easier you make it, the better. You know, don't ask a really complex question to people and ask them to drop it in the comments. One word, yes or no, drop a comment, make it nice and easy for them. Tip number seven, um, you can share your screen. So if you have a host and they have a presentation that they want to share, you can easily share their screen while still seeing their face. And this is really lovely. So this is like the traditional kind of webinar look and feel. Um, but really handy because often it's difficult just to talk to an audience without 
any prompts or any images and kind of can, can keep their attention. So I always encourage uh, She Mentors hosts to present, uh, you know, a PDF document or Google Slides and talk to those slides as we go. So you use like beautiful images and graphs and stats to complement the meeting or the event. Number eight, um, use breakout rooms. So this is a feature that I think will be used a lot more now. So, you know, traditionally on Zoom, you can see everybody in the meeting. You may have 10, 12, 15 faces there. If you'd like participants to go off and talk or discuss a, point, a few points that you talked about, you can actually assign people into breakout rooms. Again, this is a functionality on Zoom that you should probably have a play around with before you do this, but you can choose who goes into those, those rooms. You can send announcements into those rooms. You can give them a topic or a theme and tell them they've got 10 minutes to discuss this before coming back to the group. Again, these are ways that you can take your traditional businesses online. So if you're, host, if you're a workshop host, this is how you can do it. You can do it online. Another tip I have is that if you're the one presenting the event, you're the host, you're the keynote speaker, definitely get someone to help you do the admin side of the event. So someone to monitor your inbox, your Facebook page, your Instagram messages, basically anywhere that customers are likely to message you. They might be having issues accessing the event. Um, when you are in the throes of your event and you're midway through presenting and admitting attendees into the event, the last thing you need is a distraction and the worry of thinking, oh God, people can't find or access the event. So you can get someone to help you. They will also be able to um, manage the comments that come through. Just make sure you haven't missed any questions, if there are sound issues or any problems that arise during a Zoom event. They can actually kind of deal with that for you. And you can also make them a co-host and give them kind of admin control. So I would recommend that if you're new to online events and or you are the event host slash keynote speaker. And last but not least, in terms of marketing your event on Zoom, I've always said this, but I like to have a minimum of six weeks to promote um, an event, whether that's online or in person. So that is, you know, things like Insta stories, um, information about the speakers and headshots, teasers about the content, inspirational quotes that speak to it. I build up the excitement, you know, as we go. And I think the exact same marketing needs to be applied to your online events. But the beauty of it, as we mentioned before, is that they can be scaled so much more. So you can put this content out there to the masses and see how many people actually rock up to your online event. Once people have registered, that's when I send them the Zoom link. Um, I also send it to them one day before the event and one hour before we start. So people are busy. They're also incredibly distracted with everything that's going on. So it's important to kind of stay front and center, stay present with them, remind them that they've got this event coming up, tease them the whole time. You know, when you've got an event um, and you've sold the ticket, for example, or it could be a free event and you've got them registered, don't just like, you know, think, okay, that's me done. You have to fight to keep them. <laughs> you have to fight to keep them interested. You have to fight to get them to show up. There's a huge drop-off with online events. You, know, you might get a couple of hundred people registering, but only sort of 30 or 40 people actually showing up online. So there is a big drop-off. So I would definitely recommend that you really put the, put the work in, even to people who've already purchased the ticket 
or register for the event and give them little teasers, little spoilers, what's going to happen, what's the content, what are they expected to, to leave with, what's the big revelation, you know, um, and keep, keep doing that. So as I said, one day before, one hour before kickoff. During the event, so I always like to encourage people to share screen grabs of the event, key take-homes, um, and share them across Instagram so that I get them to tag she Mentors on Instagram. I also ask them to do that on LinkedIn as well. So she Mentors has a company page, and me personally, Ali Adi, I get them to tag me so I can see their lovely um, take-homes. I also offer an incentive, so I offer them a free month membership to the winning post. This is great. So if you've got 20, 30 people in there and they're all sharing content of your online events, green grabs of you all together, they're tagging you in them for the chance to win a free month's membership or it could be uh, tickets to the, your next event for free. This is organic content at its best, absolute best. So they are tagging you and you're not having to do a thing. You're not paying for any kind of social media coverage and you're gifting one of them a freebie for doing so. So strongly recommend that. Um, and then, obviously, you've got this recording afterwards that you can then distribute to your media channels. You can put snippets on Instagram. You can put photos. You can get customer testimonials. You can get people commenting. You can get people to sign up for the video replay to increase your email database. Um, and obviously, I send a thank you email out to all of the attendees with the video replay. Um, which is great because, you know, like I said, if we have 200 people that have registered and only sort of 30 or 40 people that have shown up, there's going to be a lot of people out there who just missed the event, that they um, forgot about it, they didn't see the email, they want that content. So it's still a chance to engage those people. And this is the beauty of an online event versus an in-person event. You know, you have an opportunity to reach out to them with a pretty much instant recording. So this can even be really great for coaching sessions too. If you're a coach, you might want to record the sessions and actually get your um, client to watch them back and take notes again, and digest things. Having replays of meetings um, that you've had with teammates, um, maybe it's appraisals with, with team members. You know, there are lots of ways that recordings are useful and valuable to, um, to you and also your, your customers and audience. So in summary, those are just a few of my sort of tips for Zoom. You know, you can use Zoom or another online platform to host things like mentor hours and masterclasses and member discussions. I mentioned I use them for my podcast, so I, I take the audio recording, I, I drop it into GarageBand, I edit, I top and tail it, I add my music, and then I upload it to Buzzsprout for podcasting. Again, it makes it super easy to do. So if you are thinking about hosting an online event, consider using something like Zoom. Uh, there's so much functionality there. Also, just a disclaimer, I'm not associated with Zoom or anything like that, but it's just that I've used it for all of the meetings that I use um, with She Mentors, and it has been, uh, without shadow of a doubt, the easiest platform uh, to use. So I hope you found this episode useful. Of course, if you want to learn more about She Mentors and you want to join an incredible community of women in business who give back to drive change through mentoring. We would love, love, love you to join us. So you can jump over to shementors.com.au. And if you're happy to give an hour and receive an hour every single month, then this mentoring community, you'll absolutely love. So I'm going to sign off there. I'm sending lots of love to all of you, small businesses and events companies um, going through this time right now. I feel your pain and I'm sending lots of love. 
um, and hopefully we'll chat soon. Okay, bye.